Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of the Seattle Podcasters Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Rigdon. On this episode, I have my very dear friend, John Adams of the Super Awesome Geek Show on. Now, John doesn't live in Seattle anymore, but he used to, so he qualifies for the show. But before we get into the interview, I've got this quick message. I just want to let you know about the Seattle Podcasters Guild. It's a group of Seattle area podcasters that get together once a month and talk about podcasting. They try to network, come up with ideas, and just generally have fun together. We do this once a month, and you can find more information by just going to seattlepodcasters.com. And now we'll jump into the interview with John. On this episode, I'm here with John Adams at the Super Awesome Geek Show. How are you doing today? Doing good, Jason. How are you? Doing pretty good. Great to talk to you again. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. It's been a long, over a year, I think. Yeah, I think so. So, could you tell me a little bit about your podcast? Well, I do the Super Awesome Geek Show podcast and YouTube channel. A little bit of, sometimes do some videos. But uh, mostly we're a podcast. Um, you can find us on everything that does podcasting, distributes it. We talk about everything geeky. We get... Um, Usually get, I like to try to get some creators on, actors, voice actors, uh, people who do web comics, comic book artists, you know, on the mainstream like Marvel, DC. And uh, I like to chat, figure out what they geek out about. It usually takes us down a road we never planned, but, uh, <laughs> you know, try to have a lot of fun with it. Have a couple of regular co hosts that come on with me Christina, Matt, Michael. So it's kind of a combo of a roundtable and an interview show. Yeah, we usually start out with an interview talking about a couple of um, things that they've done. So, like, say a comic book artist, like when we had Livio Raymondelli, we talked about the Transformers comic and what he does for that and everything. And somewhere in the conversation, we get into what does the artist geek about? You know, what 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 things are he into or she? And uh, it just kind of takes off from there into a regular conversation. You know. Oh, nice. And how long have you been doing the show? Boy, I. I think it was April of 2014, I want to say, when we started. I know it was April, but I, I can't remember if it was 14 or 15, somewhere in there. Do you know how many episodes you've done? Uh, We're in the hundreds, so. All yeah. right. That's like a big milestone, crossing that 100 episode. Yeah. We were really fast in the beginning. We were like, I think, one or two a week. And then um, as time went on and people got older and more and more into jobs and working on their own kind of stuff we kind of settled into like one or two a month now so pretty casual about it these days okay so you don't really you're not one of the believers in the uh you know strict scheduling like every thursday <laughs> in the beginning i really tried to be but as it went on you know it, it turns out that doesn't always work out forever and uh so now it's kind of like at the whims of who like if I have a guest on, it's kind of like when they want to come on, we'll, we'll chat and I try to put it up the very next day or later that day if it was early enough. And had you done any podcasts before this one? No, I think it actually this was the first. I listened to a bunch. I may have been. No, I think that even with the, even being a guest on somebody else's show, I think came after I did this one. So, yeah, this is the first thing. So what's been the biggest challenge of doing this show? Um, I would say in the beginning, one of the challenges was trying to get 
the right equipment that would give me the quality I wanted at the size, file size that I wanted and, you know, little technical things like that. Um, getting it to be distributed to all of the places I wanted it to go, like Stitcher, Smart Radio, the um, iHeart, the iTunes, the, you know, uh, what is what was the other one? Uh, Tune in radio, you know, things like that. Making sure it was going to all those platforms because every single one of them has a different way of getting your podcast on there. And then recently, since I, I I used to live in Seattle and do it all there, but due to circumstances, I had to move to Florida. And even though my schedule has opened up, when you tell people you're a Florida podcast, I'm finding I'm I'm, I'm getting interviews turned down. <laughs> <laughs> Where when we were a Seattle podcast, like they would be like, yeah, I'm in 100%, you know? So there's some kind of, I know there's a stigma about Florida, but you know, with everyone being idiots and <laughs> whatever. But um, I see it carry over into like trying to get interviews. And that's the biggest difficulty I'm having these days is when people commit, they sometimes back out after they find out where I'm from. Or I get, like, we had one of the Voltron actors from the, well, he was a voice actor in Voltron. And the last two times we've talked about having him on the show, shortly after we pick a day and time, he gets called in for another season. And he's like, I'm not going to be able to do it for another, like, five weeks. And he goes, so hit me up in five weeks. And I hit him up. We talk about it again. And then he's like, oh, this thing came up. I'm going to be gone for another six weeks. Try to hit me up in about six weeks, you know, because apparently while they're doing a job, at least him, he doesn't want to do any interviews while he's doing the job. He wants to try to fit them all in between jobs. You well, know? I think you can't do interviews sometimes because um, you might actually leak something, right? Yeah, that could be. Yeah. So some of it also could be that we are getting to a point where we're getting bigger named people, you know, like. um Philip Anthony Rodriguez from Star Wars. He was in uh, the Orville. He was on, you know, a bunch of different well-known television shows, and he's in a million different video games. So when you start getting people who are more well-known, I think that their schedules don't always allow, even if you have a totally open schedule like I basically do nowadays, it's, like, very difficult to get some of these guys to come on, you know? So with those challenges, how do you stay motivated? It's tough. You just got to like, I mean, I like doing it. I love talking with these people. And every time I do get to talk with somebody, you know, in, it's in the business somewhere, like a video game designer or a comic book artist or a voice actor like those guys, you know, it just really energizes me when you do get that chance to talk to them. So it's kind of like you could go a month or two without being able to talk to anybody and you're just kind of talking and geeking out with your co-hosts and it does kind of drain on you. You're like, Oh, this is kind of getting, do I want to keep doing this? But then you get that one time where you got someone cool and that's not to say that my co-hosts are not cool. I mean, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, and you're like, and, and it just re-energizes and reinvigorates your uh, enthusiasm for doing it, you know? And what have been the biggest rewards of doing this show? Uh, do you run any ads or ask for any donations? No, I, I, I don't really, I pretty much do my channel, you know, just it's free. I don't, I don't have a lot of advertisers. I've gotten a few, I mean, like Hasbro sent a couple of boxes of transformers for us to do 
like talk about and do like things on the YouTube channel about. Um, we've gotten things to go into comic book conventions or other science fiction type conventions and going in, you, you'll get like a free pass or press pass or something and you get to go in and do all these interviews. And sometimes they'll actually set up interview times with certain guests. And that's pretty cool that they, that certain ones will set aside time for you and actually give you a room and do stuff. Um, you know, and that works both ways. You're helping to promote the convention just as much as they're giving you a free pass, making it a, a fun experience for you, you know? So a lot of it's a lot of give and take. And I think that's what I enjoy is the give and take with the community. You know, like I'm very much into if we all help each other out and we all are nice and, you know, social creatures that just kind of, we're trying to do the same things. We all, everybody in this community wants to further their own, uh, products, their own identity, their own, you know, like the, the creative works that they do, they want to get it out there. So more and more people can see it, whether you're an, whether you're an artist for comic books or you're making a video game, there's a part inside of you that's not there just for monetary gain. You, you want to just be like, check out this cool thing I made, you know? And I think a lot of podcasters are the same way, you know, it's like, Oh, look at this cool thing I got. And if you enjoy it also, yay, let's all work together and get everybody's stuff out there. We can all help each other out. And uh, that's kind of the thing I, I really enjoy too, is just the, the community around all this stuff. And when I find people who think the same way I do that are just like, yeah, let's all work together. And what can you do? What's your strength? What's your strength? Let's all pool those strengths together and help everybody out, you know? And uh, where do you host your episodes? I I have a website on Squarespace. It's just superawesomegeekshow.com. And then it gets sent out to all the podcast distributors. So like iTunes, Stitcher Smart Radio, TuneIn Radio. It's on iHeart, I think. And there's a couple more. What are the other ones? <laughs> there are so many. It's yeah, crazy. It's, it's hard to keep up. And you don't know which ones are even worth your time. Yeah, yeah. Podbean, I think, is one and stuff. It's just like they're they're all over. But <laughs> I tried to make sure it was going out to everyone I could find. And when I hear of a new one, I go, oh, I better put it on that one. <laughs> you know? That's a good idea. And uh, what microphone do you use? I have Shure microphones. Um, boy, what am I using right now? Is this like the 7? Is it a 700 series? I forget, but it's a Shure microphone. So you're not really big into gear. Some podcasters have a kind of a, a gear problem where they just buy too much stuff. No, I, I got what I need. I've got high quality stuff for what I need. I got like a, a preamp that plugs into the computer and the microphone goes into that. I had a friend give me some really nice headphones for, you know, for Christmas. Some, you know, so it's like a, I got a great set for my ears. I got a good microphone and that was it. I'm like, what? You don't need to buy 20 microphones, you know, <laughs> get one, get one really good one. That's what I say. But I got a, I've got a portable recorder, a little Sony portable recorder that I use when I'm at conventions and stuff. And I don't know how I lucked upon it. I just, I was just at a store and I was looking at all the different ones and checking them out online and just looking at reviews and then I picked one that was like a $70 little handheld recorder, but it's got dual microphones. So if I put the one facing towards me and the other facing towards the guest, even though if we're, we could be in the middle of a, a crowded hall at a convention center 
and you know how the noise is in those places, and it will basically cancel almost everybody out in the background except for me and the person I'm talking to. So this little Sony handheld recorder has just been an absolute dream. That thing was like, that's the best portable thing I've ever come across. <laughs> it's better than some of the guys who bring out these giant setups and like get a whole table with like 60 preamps and they try to get the person to come over and sit down with them. It's like you always hear all the people in the background. And I'm like, this little tiny thing, there's no background noise. <laughs> yeah, we need to, We didn't know what the model number of that thing is. Yeah, I'll have to. Um, yeah, we can always put it in the show notes for folks. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll have to. I bet it's back here behind the battery cover where they have all the info. I'll have to get a magnifying glass to read that, though. But I'll figure it out and send it to you. So when you're recording, you're doing a lot of remote interviews, and I think some of your panel members are remote also. How, how exactly are you recording these um, episodes? So, I mean, Zencaster is a really good thing if it's just one-on-one. Uh, I don't pay for the extra service to get more people on. But if there's if there if I do have more than just one on one, I use Skype and generally the um you wanna keep it easy for the people that are coming in as at your interviewing. You don't wanna make anything complicated for them. So Zencaster works because you can just send a link and they just click on it and it goes right in. Um Skype works because almost everybody in the business is familiar with how to use Skype. And and then there are second party like aftermarket kind of things programs you can get that will just record your Skype conversation. And I use one called Aver, E-A-V-E-R. And it's super simple. It's just a little tiny square box in the upper right corner that says record and stop. And <laughs> so no bells and whistles. It's just it's all you need. Yeah. And, and that's why I use it because it's just so simple and it, it saves a couple MP3 files and they're easy. You know, when you're just doing audio with one a couple people, you don't need anything fancy, I think. And what software do you use for post-production? Uh, I like Audacity because it's free. Um, but I also have, um, what's it, Mix Mixcraft Home Studio. And then I have the Cyberlink Power Director 16 um, for doing some video stuff if I want to add video to it. So it's kind of like, I mean, depending on what I'm going to do, how long it is, where it's going to go. I kind of shoot between the mix craft and the, um, and the audacity. And about how long do you think that post-production takes for you? You know, in the beginning, I used to edit a lot. I used to try to get like, if there were long pauses or just weird things that, you know, but as it went on, I realized that listeners don't really care. (laughs) I mean, so it's just, now it's to the point where, if the show's a half hour long, it's about a half hour because I just I give it a listen. As I'm listening to it, I'll, I'll let it crunch and sort of mix it down to a smaller file size so it's quick and easy to load. So it could be, you know, half hour, 40 minutes for a half hour show. If it's an hour show, it'll be an hour, maybe an hour and a half because I like to listen to it before it goes up. And how do you prepare for your shows? That also has changed over time. You know, in the beginning... I was giving a lot of the guests a list of questions that I would go through. So there'd be pretty much um, almost like a scripted list of things that we're going to go through. And But as I went on, I realized that a lot of guests didn't need that. They didn't care about it. And so a lot of the guests we've had on recently, 
all they want is like two or three lines. Like, what, what do you want to talk about? And I'm like, well, we'll first we'll talk about your stuff. Then we'll get into this and maybe we'll do some of that and then talk about what you'd like to geek out about, you know? And so just a paragraph is basically all they want. Two or three sentences. Um, so the prep time has got a lot less. And, uh, when I just have our co-hosts on where there's no special guest, uh, generally I'll just send them a topic and they can think about it ahead of time. And we just kind of shoot the breeze and just figure out where this, where this, where the show goes as we're talking, you know, I like it really free form and free flowing. And how do you get your guests? Uh, you know, social media helps a lot. Uh, Twitter, especially a lot of people will, We'll just meet on Twitter, and then as we get talking, we'll be like, you want to come on the show? Um, a few of the bigger names, a couple of them have reached out to us just because they've heard through the Vine. Like voice actors especially, what happens is you have one or two voice actors on. They do a job with somebody else, or they're at a convention with somebody else. They talk about, oh, that was really fun. I got to see this. I did this interview with so-and-so, and then their agent will contact you. Like that's how we've had a couple of them. The agent just writes me and says, Hey, we heard you were really cool. Do you want to interview so-and-so about he's going to be on the Orville or we're going to do a Voltron. Do you want to do that? You know? Yeah, that'd be cool. And then, uh, conventions, I, I'll, I'll just walk up to them and say, you know, do you want to do one of two things? Do you want to do a quick five or 10 minute thing here at the convention? I've got a recorder or do you want to come on for a full half hour or an hour? depending on how much time you have at a later date. And then we'll get to exchange information and come up with a day time to do that, you know? So it's that kind of thing, you know, getting out there and just talking to people (laughs) really, you know? So for brand new podcasters, do you have any advice for them? I would say just do it. Like I hear a lot of people who plan and they plan and plan and plan. And then they're like, yeah, I want to plan to do this and I'm going to do this at some point. But the real thing is you just got to do it. You know, don't worry about what equipment you have to start with. Don't go like, well, I can't start it yet because I've got to wait till I get this thing. You can do it with pretty much whatever you have at home. So just start doing it. And then get better as you go, get better equipment as you move along. Cause the biggest thing I just think is it's hard to get started, but once you start, it's kind of hard to stop. So, <laughs> so I just say, just do it, just start, just get going. And, uh, and if you are doing one where you're going to have people come on, you want to, you want to talk to people like we do once in a while with our special guests, just start asking, don't be afraid. They're, most of the, I've only had one or two people that were upset at me for talking to them, you know, and, um, otherwise they're just, they've all been really nice. And I mean, really, literally in the four or five years, it's, there's been one or two people that have just said, ah, no way, you know, that kind of thing. But it's like where they're, they're pissed off at you for coming, even coming up to them and talking to them. Otherwise everyone's been really nice. Even the ones who've turned us down, they've been nice about turning you down you know so it's not it's not like you're dating you know where you feel horrible when they say no (laughs) yeah those people are probably going to be bad guests anyhow yeah yeah boy there was one in particular who was just like so mean about it that i 
it's it's like it turned me off of like all their projects and everything they do and they were a big mainstream guy that i was like sort of into their stuff and to to hear that once you once you talk to them about it was just like wow are you really that much of a jerk <laughs> so what's been the most effective way of getting new listeners to your show that's a tough one i that's one thing that i still don't have down i have no concrete evidence for a total of every listener i know a roundabout thing where you know certain people like when we had like ashley Eckstein on or something it was like i know there was at least a hundred thousand downloads from itunes but it's like other times it's like the downloads are a thousand so is it really guest dependent or am i getting an app like is there some average that i'm getting like how the heck and then you don't know with all these other things, like you have no idea how many listened to Stitcher. You have no idea how many listened on TuneIn. You know, it's like, so I don't know if I've increased or decreased in listeners. <laughs> I honestly have no clue, you know, and I don't know any one location to figure that out and total everything up, you know. It's like, but um, I I think there are more listeners than there were when I started. And a lot of that is just based on conversations and feedback I get on social media like Twitter, you know, and um, you can see certain people continually into a conversation with you and they draw in more people who are in the conversation over time. So it's kind of like as you see the Twitter feed grow and the conversations on Twitter grow, you just assume that your listenership is growing as well. That's kind of how I look at it. And then, um, and then I think a lot of times it's, it's the guests like conventions really opened my eyes because like there was one down here in Florida that I went to and I, I, I walked up to, um, who was, uh, that Batman Superman artist, what was his name? Matt something, right? I can't remember off the top of my head. Why can't I remember his name? But I walked up to him and said something and he's like, Oh, you know, at first he was kind of like, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, I was like, well, I'm with the Super Awesome Geek Show and I want to do this. He goes, oh, the podcast. I'm like, yes. He goes, oh, I heard about – he goes, Bob Layton was talking about you. He said you were really fun and really cool. And it was like you had different questions because you don't you don't just ask the same things everybody else asks. So you, you have like all these other weird things. You know? And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know? So it kind of is like, wow, the guys – the comic book guys are talking about us behind the scenes. You know what I mean? So – that's kind of cool. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that word of mouth is getting out within the community of comic book artists and creators and stuff that you're an okay podcast to talk to, you know? So that's kind of a way of, for me to judge how well we're doing, you know, I guess. Does that make sense? Yeah. Cause you're really seeing how you're building your reputation. Yeah. Yeah. At least amongst the guests, it's good. You know? <laughs> yeah. But I hope that translates to listeners. You know what I mean? Like, I guess that's kind of what I'm getting at. It's like, if, if the community feels good about it, he might mention it. Like, like who knows? Maybe Bob Layton said something to some of the people who were, he was signing their comic books. And they were like, what good podcast they've been on lately? And he's like, oh, Super Awesome Geek Show was really fun. And then you've gained a couple more listeners right there, in my opinion, you know? And so how much time do you think you spend trying to promote the show? I don't spend a whole lot of time um 
I'm sure I could spend more time than I do. It's kind of like I post the thing on Twitter. I might post four, three or four posts about the current episode worded in different ways throughout the week or whatever after I've posted it. But I don't really do a whole lot more than that. Um, I guess that's another area that if I, I should probably be more serious about and um, figure out more ways to promote it. But I guess it hasn't been a big concern of mine just because I'm kind of doing it more for me and just having fun than trying to get, you know, 2 million subscribers or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just want to have fun doing it. So I'm not concerned. I think I'd be doing it if I had 10 listeners or a million. It doesn't matter, you know? So it's like, to me, it's like going to just grow over word of mouth over time. And it'll fluctuate, I'm sure. Some periods I'll have a lot less listeners than other periods, you know? So it's just, I accept that and just kind of go. Um, one thing I did, though, when I was at the Tesla store, all their cars have tune-in radio built right in. So I made sure that every car in the lot had um, the Super Awesome Geek Show keyed into it. So when someone got in, it would start playing. <laughs> <laughs> Guerrilla marketing. There you go, right? Yeah. <laughs> so do you keep up much with the podcasting industry news? You know, it's not a regular thing, but when something comes across to my feed or I have a friend like you, Jason, who t t clues me into something, I'll definitely read the articles and figure out what's going on. But it's not something I regularly check or go searching for. You know what I mean? It's I'm kind of happy where I am and what I'm doing. And, uh, you know, sometimes if there's something specific that I run across or I'm like, you know, how would I do this a little bit better? Or how could I, I might seek something out, but it's, it's not something I check on a regular basis, you know? And do you have any favorite sources of that info? Like when you are seeking out that information, is there anybody you really trust? You know, I haven't found a, a single, usually what happens is I'll go either just online and start searching and I just sift through a couple articles or I go to Medium. Like there's sometimes there's some really good articles on Medium, but I haven't noticed if they're done by the same person or not. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's one thing about Medium is you get the author gets lost. Sometimes it's just other podcasters and other like I want to I want to group like YouTubers into the same thing because like certain people like Star Wars Explained, you know, um, those guys do a really good even though they have a video. It's sort of like you. I just listen to them in the car a lot of times, but you can talk to those guys and be like, hey, how did you do this one thing when you were or how did you get so and so to come on your program? I'd like to have him as a guest. And that kind of stuff can you can sort of like go back and forth with in you're kind of even though it's like his or more video or mine or just audio it's like you can still sort of interact with those guys so sometimes it's the information i want is just directly shared one-on-one -on -one with another youtuber or another podcaster you know yeah that networking is just so incredibly important that's why i started the uh seattle podcasters guild so people could get together and just talk and network and like share that information the stuff you don't realize that you know that you can give to somebody else is great exactly yeah and that goes back to what i was talking about how the community what i like about the community that that i found is that everyone's willing to help each other out and you know no one is doing quite exactly the same thing you know what i mean like yeah we have a geeky podcast but it's still different than other geeky podcasts you know 
And yeah, we have special guests on, but sometimes it's a little bit different than when someone else has a special guest on. You know, even if we have the same guest, you're going to listen to both shows because something different is going to come up, you know, like, like when Mark Bellomo was on our show, we ended up talking, he does a lot of um, guides to GI Joe guides to transformers guides to star Wars and collecting all the, all the figures and all everything that came out from those particular lines. And when he was on another show, they were pretty much question and answer about his products and how he goes about making them where it, which was great to hear nothing against it. You know what I mean? But then when he's on our show, we got talking about actually collecting and what he likes to collect and what expanded upon all that into a different area of like, what do you really geek out about? How many things do you really have? Like, what's your place look like? You know what I mean? Like, and you know, and then we figured out that we had crossed paths in person before and that he actually may have mm-hmm. bought something off me when I was younger, you know, and it was like, cause we both lived in the same area when I was younger, you know? And, uh, so you, you listen to both podcasts cause you're getting a different experience with the same person that you enjoy talking about or listening to, you know? So it's, I don't think there's a lot of, I don't think there's a lot of competition is what I'm getting at. I feel like everybody in the community wants to help each other out because we've all got something unique to throw into the pot, you know? Yeah. You really got to be careful with that idea of like, I see oftentimes people get an idea of competition of like, oh, like that's my competition and, you know, I need to be better than them or I can't do what they're doing. Or if they get a guess that I'm trying to get, they get upset. Um, You go on like the Facebook forums, you'll see this quite a lot. <laughs> I stay away from Facebook. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's probably it's probably for the best. So, do you listen do to that many? Pod- oh. Sorry, I do recognize that staying off of, of of Facebook probably does hurt the show. But so many we 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 do have a page up there, but it has probably not been updated in I want to guess two or three years. You know, because like. I just began to hate the platform and everything about it, everything about the people who are in control of it. And I've just boycotted it. So, (laughs) and I know that probably does. I mean, there are so many people who would be listening if they, if it was regularly up on Facebook, but I'm sorry, I just can't bring myself to do it. (laughs) I hate it so much. (laughs) So do you listen to that many podcasts yourself? Yeah, when I'm in the car, um, my job requires me to drive a lot, and uh, when I'm in the car, I'm I'm almost never listening to, I guess you could say like brand radio, like it's it's always a podcast or a YouTube channel, you know, something that someone has created that I just, you know, I'll load up a couple episodes before I leave for the day and. It just goes from one thing to the next. You know, one day it'll be just a bunch of YouTube things. Next day it'll be a bunch of podcasts, whatever, you know. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much that's all I listen to are podcasts and YouTube, you know. And how do you discover new shows? You know, a lot of it's word of mouth. Um, sometimes it's recommendations. Like if I if I've gone through a lot of what one channel has, you know, um, you'll sometimes get that these are sort of like that channel kind of recommendations and I'll give a listen to a couple episodes. And if something hooks me about it, I'll subscribe and then it'll be added to my list of things I listen to, you know, um, or I sometimes find them on Twitter. 
like I said, I get, uh, we'll start getting into conversations about things and another podcast will pipe in. Oh, we had so-and-so on as a special guest and this is what they said on our show. And I'll give a listen to that episode. And then if I, something clicks and I really like the attitude of the people that are on it, I'll start listening to that show also, you know, and, uh, things like that, you know, it's a lot of it's word of mouth recommendations from friends. And as a listener, do you have any podcasting pet peeves? Uh, I think length. I, I've been really getting more into the shows that are a half hour or less. Um, and a lot of it, I think, is also related to drive time and things. I don't, I'm not, I don't like to have to stop three or four times while I'm listening to something. So I'm, I like the stuff that's 10, 15 minutes, the best, half hour at the longest. And and our show has been getting, we used to have some episodes that went on for an hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes. And now they're getting cut back to we even have some that are just like five minute little blurbs, you know? And I think that's kind of, our show has evolved as, you know, as me as a listener has evolved to, I like smaller, shorter content things that I can get all the information and get it done. I don't have to listen over three days, you know? <laughs> yeah. I know myself, like when I'm looking at a new show that I might subscribe to, when I see an hour long, but the episodes are about an hour long. I get a little bit worried because I'm like, am I really going to listen to this? Or is it going to be another feed that I don't really get to because it's so long where it's a half hour or 15 minutes. You can kind of squeeze that in anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm getting at. It, it fits in a drive from one place to another. Like sometimes my job will take me to three or four locations in one day, but everything is only like 15, 20 minutes between each spot, you know, or sometimes just five minutes because they're right down the road from each other. And so a lot of the short ones, I can listen to in that jump and get almost the full episode done and not have to break it up. Cause I might spend two hours on the job and then get into another, get into my car, drive to another spot. So it'll be like a two hour break between I start an episode or finish an episode. So it's better if I can fit it all in that one little spot, you know? <laughs> and I, I don't know about, I don't know about everybody else, but I think that's where a lot of podcasts and things are being listened to is when people go to and from work. So you got to think about that. How many people live, you know, spend more than a half hour driving to or from work, you know, these days? I, I don't I don't think a lot of people do. They're they're at the max a half hour out, you know. Wouldn't you say so, Jason? Yeah, I think so. And I also it's a good place to think about how your content is. So like um are you using um like foul language and stuff? Because some of those people are going to have kids in the back seat. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. That's one thing I used to not care about, and um, these days I've been bleeping people with a Godzilla roar or a kitty cat meow, so it's like, but um, it, it, even even still, one or two kind of goes okay, but when, they, when they're really foul-mouthed and you're Godzilla roaring every 20th word, it does kind of get annoying, yeah. <laughs> that's like the bane of the podcast editor is like please stop swearing i gotta cut all of this out <laughs> yeah especially when it's not used for effect like sometimes i've had some guests who they swear a bunch in one like tiny like burst yes but not yeah. they don't do pepper it through everything when it's peppered through everything then the editing gets weird because then you listen to it later after editing and you realize you missed three yep yep 
So we're in the beginning of a new year. Um, do you have any podcasting predictions for 2019? Wow. Um, I mean, I think you kind of got one with the shows getting shorter. Yeah, I, yeah. Shows hopefully will be getting shorter. I know a lot of the ones I listen to have been getting shorter. Um, and then, secondly, I it's it's it, it's been an interesting couple years because. I really, when I started podcasting, even making, even doing this, the super awesome geek show, like I did not think that it would be a medium that stays around for that long. And it certainly has. And it's actually grown into something that is pretty mainstream, you know, and like you hear about it on, on television programs and you know, the news and various other things like so-and-so does a, this podcast said, blah, 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 you know, and on the stock channel, you know, you watch, you watch like Squawk Box or something. And they were like, well, the, the whatever podcast on stocks was talking to Jimmy, whatever the other day and about this, da, 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 you know, so it's like everyone is talking about podcasts and they're getting their news from podcasts. They're, you know, getting all this information, collecting interviews, you know, everything. And it's kind of turned into something that was far larger than I would have ever predicted. So I think that's just going to keep carrying on throughout this year. And, you know, there's another thing too. I think with, um, with the way technology is going, we're going to be freed up from a lot of things. Like I was talking about driving to work and stuff, you know, like there are some futurists that I I listen to or check out their YouTube's on and 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 stuff and they're all predicting that you know it might be as soon as 5 years that we're going to have a, like 50% to 75% of the cars are driverless and if you think about that it's like I have to pre-program a few things to listen to before I leave cuz I'm not going to be driving the car and trying to hit buttons on my iPhone you know what I mean? I'll probably crash and take out three or four other people with me, you know? So it's like, I've got to have that list pre pre-programmed, but when it becomes driverless, I think a lot of people are going to be doing that. You know, people on the bus listen to podcasts and things. So it's going to be the same thing. You're just going to get into a driverless car and you're going to be scrolling through all these other podcasts and various other things to listen to. And so I think it's just going to increase over, over time, especially this year. And as we get into other ones and the cars are becoming smarter, cars are starting to get all that stuff built in. Like I said, all the Teslas have tune in radio built right into it. So you just kind of click on your favorite podcast and it goes. So I think a lot of this stuff, you know, as we adopt the technology more as consumers, it's going to be easier for us to get access to all this. So the numbers and everything's just going to keep going up. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, how can people find the Super Awesome Geek Show? Well, like I said, we're on just about every podcasting uh, distribution place, you know, like iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, the SuperAwesomeGeekShow.com, you know, the www.SuperAwesomeGeekShow.com. And the, I believe the YouTube channel is the same thing. Yeah, it's Super Awesome Geek Show. It's just super awesome geek show if I remember right. But like I said, we don't I don't do a lot of videos these days. I actually got a whole new rig for doing videos and instead of using this giant bulky camera that I used to use, I'm going to try using my iPhone and uh start doing some editing right there and on the phone and try to see how this goes. 
because um, if I can figure out how to make the editing process for videos a lot simpler, um, then I'm going to do a lot more of those. And maybe even with this new rig, I can take it to conventions. I got like a handheld rig for my that the phone fits right into, and it has a microphone and light stands all on the rig. And uh, the next convention I do, I want to try and bring it and see if I can do video interviews with some of the guys and uh, and just test it out, you know. But so if that kind of stuff starts working, then the YouTube channel will expand and go into more. Right now, it's just a few video game clips and sometimes a toy review if I really get off my butt and do it, you know. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. I'm going to have all those links in the uh, show notes. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jason. It was a lot of fun. That was really great talking to John. Um, he's one of my oldest and dearest friends, and I actually um, was on the first first few episodes of the Super Awesome Geek Show as one of the panelists, so it was kind of fun to talk about a podcast I was somewhat involved with and catch up with John, and yeah, I thank him so much for coming on the show. Uh, if you want to know more about the Super Awesome Geek Show, check the show notes, or just go to superawesomegeekshow.com. Thanks for listening, and I hope to talk to you again soon. The Seattle Podcasters Podcast is a production of the Seattle Podcasters Guild. You can find more information about the Seattle Podcasters Guild or this podcast by visiting seattlepodcasters.com. This show has been hosted and produced by me, Jason Rigdon. Our theme song was Stringed Disco by Kevin McLeod. Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0.